It was culturally and spiritually that I felt like there was something missing. I want to help preserve this language by bringing it to hip-hop. Since its inception, generations of youth have gravitated to hip-hop. The genre has been the platform for young people to express their art. And we see this in our communities around the world, specifically in Native America, and how hip-hop culture relates to Native life. People thinking that we're just headdresses and we're just feathers. No, we're actual people living in a modern society. From Minnesota to Alaska, we follow eight Native American MCs in this four-part series. Their dynamic voices carry insight and raw emotion as they share their stories. From Indigify, I'm Alexis Salih. This is Definition of Resilience. I was familiar with Mike Jordan before I finally got to meet him in North Dakota. One of the things that attracted me to Jordan's music is the mood he creates. We visited him in his home studio and got to preview some of the music from his upcoming album, Breathe. Jordan is Ojibwe, originally from the Turtle Mountain Reservation. He talked to me a little bit about what it was like for him growing up. Growing up on the reservation, I was raised by my mom. My father was never around. Still to this day, I don't know my father. Turned out my father was white. You know, obviously on the reservation, I knew I was native, but once I found out about this other side of me, it was kind of like, you know, who am I? What am I? Like, you know, I always thought I was native, but then obviously I'm light complected. And so identity is something I still even deal with today. As Native people, as human beings, we all have a unique relationship to identity. So many of the artists who shared stories with me brought up the idea of identity and how they struggled with it and worked to define themselves. Having an absent father and uh, somebody who was not in my life ever didn't want anything to do with me, so I didn't want anything to do with him or who he was. Being white was, was that. I wanted nothing to to do with being white. I just knew I was a kid from the res and I was native. When I travel to different communities, you know, I always get, you know, people asking me like, are you native? Like, are you Indian? You know, and it's, and I just kind of overhear people talking, you know, like he's, he's not native and like just, just saying hurtful things about who I am and my identity. It's just always one of those things that I often fight with, but I know who I am and I'm comfortable in my own skin, even though it's not a dark shade like most kids that I work with. For me, I know who I am. I know that I'm Native. I know that I'm Ojibwe. I know who I am. In Jordan's track entitled Dear Native Youth, the first track I heard of his, he speaks to the younger generation. I wrote this song for you Cause I wanted you to know that I put my heart into I get inspired every time that I speak to you I can acknowledge all the things that you're going through And trust me when I say that I've been in your shoes Seeing all these people who actually were just hashtagging Dear Native Youth and letting the youth know that, you know, your voice matters or um, that you are, that you are loved and you are needed and I just, I just love seeing all that, so I was super inspired by, by that. I remember one day spending like a whole like 
five, six hours like reading all these quotes and all these hashtags and trying to get the attention of our youth and I just thought it was a beautiful thing and it was just me wanting to just say what I had to say and it so happened to be a full song. <laughs> and as I was scrolling through you know, music and trying to find the right beat that captured what I was already writing and it so happened to be from a band that I absolutely love. One of my favorite bands is Daughters. I heard the song Youth in the hook and right then and there I knew that that was a song. Dear native youth, yes I'm so talking to you I promise you owing the truth, that's all I know how to do Too many years of constant being lied to I know how you feel, you probably haven't I remember when I wrote the lyrics just a lot of reminiscent for me and kind of going back to what I was going through growing up on the reservation and it was an emotional thing for me. Even capturing the video itself, I, I went to this desolate location and that location I wanted to capture feeling abandoned, you know, and how hard you sometimes feel like they're abandoned. Well, I knew that story because I felt like that in some cases. I've gotten messages from kids who are really struggling and who are talking about doing harm to themselves and the track Dear Native Youth has helped them get through those rough times. A lot of this new album talks about your struggles with anxiety. Trying to do something you really want to do, at what point was it just like, how do I make a change? What do I do? Anxiety is the thing that's been following me around for such a long time, growing up I dealt with it. And then I got it back when I had my daughter. And I know there's, you know, people deal with different types of anxiety. For me to really explain it and how I feel is anxiety makes me feel like I'm like that much closer to death. Anxiety for me has brought this fear in my life of leaving my house and something happening to me or my family and having to deal with that, the thought of that just really scares me. So that fear of traveling and going into communities is something that I've, you know, again, dealt with when my daughter was born. I didn't know how to deal with it besides run away from whatever was happening or the panic, you know, when I would feel like I was having a panic attack, um, I would just remove myself from the situation, even though it might not be a bad situation, a normal situation, but I would remove myself from it. Jordan's lyrics on his album, Breathe, get into his experiences with anxiety. He reached out to a therapist to work through and uncover the roots of it. He shared some things that helped make it easier for him to deal with. Now I'm just learning to be present in the situation. I found myself being more spiritual, meditating, a lot, smudging a lot, learning to breathe in those situations and catch my breath and calm myself down and just be present in the moment. If it's a bad moment or a good moment, just learn to be present on those exhales, learning to, when I exhale, say that everything is okay and that I'm fine. It's been getting a lot better for me since I've actually tapped into my spirit and just becoming more, more at peace with everything I'm going through and know that it's all a, a lesson. Tell me now. Don't tell me now. I know what it's all 
The album is called Breathe. I got the concept from just basically what I've been going through in life and what I've been dealing with and, you know, the anxiety and just being a new father and being a husband and trying to balance everything. And, and by breathing and letting it out has allowed me to kind of overcome some of these things that I've been going through. So these tracks that I'm writing about, some of them talk about identity. Some of them talk about running away from problems and overcoming growing up without a father. And now I have the role of being a father and being a good one at that. And that's what this album is about, is about just finding peace in some of these situations that occurred in my life. Just at the end of the day, knowing that everything is fine and that everything is all right and that I could overcome this one breath at a time. Spending time with Jordan for this project to capture him in his home creating music, I got to see the authentic love he has for his daughter, how big a part she plays in his life, and who he is. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. I'm going to do it. Okay. Up, 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 high. Wait, you might put it Okay, <laughs> hey, Portland. So, I can't pick between these two album covers. Which one would you want me to use for my album cover? Which one do you like the best? You want that one? Mm-hmm. That one right there? Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, you're I welcome. Got, I got get that. I got this one. Yeah. Can you show what album cover you wanted? The song I wrote for my daughter, Portland, for the first year I was a stay-at-home dad and I took care of her. I never had my dad read me a story and put me to bed, you know. That uncovers the heartbreak, but it also uncovers the the role that I have accepted and the role that I'm glad to take on. That role is not just being a father, but being the best father that I could be to her. Not being a good father because I had a, a terrible father, but being a father just because that's my role as an indigenous man. I was raised by women, now I get to raise my own little woman, you know, like that to me is like super amazing. So the writing helps me process that in the best way that I can. Couldn't see with all these tears in my eyes You'd have cried till you seen a birth of your child When I held you in my arms for that very first time I remember at that point that I was feeling so alive I know it's hard to describe, I wanted her to be mine I was a selfish guy, but now I gotta be kind So I'ma go ahead and say you with the world I'm so proud to be your father Jordan's part of the Turnaround Arts program Along with big names such as Dave Matthews and Oprah Winfrey we got to follow him to Standing Rock Elementary School, where as part of the program, he spoke with youth about the power of hip-hop. Here, he addresses the students. I drove here last night, and uh, I always have a hard time because I have a, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old little girl um, named Portland, and she's so special to me. And I always have a hard time leaving her. So I woke up this morning feeling pretty sad because I miss her so much. 
So I want you guys to know that you guys are loved and appreciated because you'll know when you become older and you have kids yourself, which is not for a long ways down. And I'm crying not because I'm sad anymore. I'm crying because I'm happy. I'm really happy because you guys give me life. When it comes to hip hop, it's not just about the music. It's about everything that's involved in it, which is art. Art, creating something, getting all the negativity that surrounds us, get it out of there and create something that helps us overcome those things that are happening in our life, those hard situations. Tall Paul is an Ojibwe artist from Minneapolis. He and Mike Jordan are good friends. They travel together under Dream Warriors management and share some themes in their work, but are also independent with unique styles of their own. We visited with Paul in Minneapolis where he was raised. Even though he grew up in foster care and moved around a lot, he showed us the area he spent the most time in growing up. He shared memories of his childhood in and around Minneapolis. Just like Mike Jordan, his pal Tall Paul similarly talks about his struggles with identity. Growing up, kind of having that hole inside of me, not knowing who I was as a Native person, you know, like that lack of culture and Native identity and language. I kind of wanted to make the song about helping not just Native people, but all people to find themselves, find their identity, find who they really are spiritually and as human beings, you know. I feel the latent effects of assimilation in a city native raised by bright light skyscrapers born with dim prospects little peace and living as a child So I had this idea like man I want to preserve this language by bringing it to hip hop Hip hop is something that a lot of kids care about and if I put the two together it might make the language more interesting to kids. Yeah, I used to feel like I wasn't truly indigenous. Now I say me which get your money do for showing me my true roots definitely native. Take responsibility for being educated. And the prayer itself is like a prayer of creator help us to find ourselves, help us to find our ways so that we can live healthy and you know productive lives. Me gotta treat them like family. Get your money, do we do cowishin? My language instructor, what I would say, you know, what you do for the language, the language will do for you. So if you do good for the language, the language is gonna provide for you in good ways. And you know, nowadays I, I always hear about how instructors, whether it's college, elementary, or high school, are using that song in their classrooms. Grandfather, please help me learn it. Help me assist in keeping it from burning. Don't let me quit and flee from working for a worthy purpose. Enlighten me and help me. Paul's track, Prayers in a Song, reached more than 300,000 views on YouTube. The lyrics talk about connecting to his native identity and channeling his ancestors for guidance. Growing up in Minneapolis, you know, a lot of sports, listening to rap music. and You said you moved around quite a bit. Yeah, so uh, I remember living with my mom at, at a very young age. I grew up with her for the most part, but when I was about seven or eight years old, I can't remember exactly why, but we went and stayed with my grandma for a couple years. And then we moved back with my mom when I was about nine or ten years old. She found herself with unhealthy men oftentimes, you know. So she was with this guy and then they were together for like a year or two and then we had to move because that relationship became unhealthy. And then from that point on, started dealing with foster cares because my mom had struggled with drug abuse and addiction and things like that. 
And I had never really been aware of that up until I was about nine years old, 10 years old. You know, I think she was sober and doing good. She would disappear for a week or two at a time. And I remember thinking she was at work or something like that. But then, you know, it came to my knowledge, she was actually falling to that addiction cycle. And from there, you know, we went to a lot of foster homes and group homes and things like that. For the most part, I didn't like it. You know, there was one place, Andai Young, it's in St. Paul. It's an all-native youth shelter. That was probably like my best experience in foster care, you know, because it was all-native. I remember they would smudge, they would bring community people into the house and speak to us. We would all sit at this giant table and eat dinner and lunch and breakfast together and they take us on field trips in them big 15 passenger vans, go see the movies and stuff like that. So I felt, okay, this ain't my family, but they like family, you know, like we're all native. We all like the same things. They got a game room. We can play video games. That was like my best time in foster care right there. Like I really had a good time there for it being, you know, the situation that it was. Despite growing up in foster care, Paul was able to find inspiration and motivation through sports. He and his friends would play football in the streets of Minneapolis. He discovered one Native role model in particular. I remember being a kid and being into sports, always playing football, always playing basketball, thinking like, man, I don't really know of any Native athletes. So I remember looking into it a little bit when I was in middle school and I found out about Jim Thorpe. I'm like, this is wild. You know, he's got a gold medal. He's a NFL Hall of Famer. And, you know, as I did more research now as an adult, I realized he, he was like the sport's first star and he legitimized football. Yeah, as a kid, that did a lot for me. Kick back in my time machine, reminiscing everything was so promising. Siblings let me win, so I would feel like I was king. Caught the pistol, ran it in, then I was high as he. Who's kneeled down when I With this album, I wanted to do my part in sustaining his legacy. And it just draws from the importance of youth having mentors and idols that they can relate to and connect to on a cultural and ethnic level. But it's also more personal than that, you know, because I speak in the hook a little bit about, you know, my similarities with Jim Thorpe as far as like addiction goes. Alcohol use, you know, I struggled with that and that's something that I found out that Jim Thorpe struggled with. That was empowering to me, like, all right, you know, we relate, not just on this sports level, but also somewhat on a personal level. The idea of having a role model, having someone to look up to, is so strong in our culture. Paul has a new project with another Ojibwe hip-hop artist who goes by the name Tone. Think about it, right? Like, if you grow up on the res or in the inner city as a native kid, right? Things could be really messed up around you. And you can go in the house and turn on the TV and you can't really see anybody who looks like you who made it. So where's the motivation? Whereas other kids that might grow up in not that great of areas and their conditions are really bad, they can go in the house and they could turn on the TV and they could look at somebody and be like, you know what? They're from where I'm from and they made it. So I know that I can do it too. We wanna see natives on a platform where kids can look up to them you know not just the kids but the communities growing up as a kid who cares about something whether it's hip-hop or sports you want to see somebody who looks like you 
who comes from a similar background and culture that's up where you're trying to get to, you know? So essentially, you know, we want to be successful and uh, also be models of that success for young native MCs who come up after us. Leather shoes, no drugs, no hope to accomplish all that, bro. He's gotta be go. All I hear about is cheese, but they're all long deceased. Man, I wish I could have seen you play ball on TV. I wish that you received the same notoriety. The mass media has given all these other athletes. I just needed someone great who looked like me. Jim Thorpe, you could be my Muhammad Ali. Afflicted with addiction, alcoholic. With the song Someone Great Who Looked Like Me, I got the idea for this song. Because I think it's important for youth to have idols that relate to them, you know, like, okay, they look like me, they're from the same cultural background or a similar one. I wanted to highlight the importance of that. Because oftentimes as a native youth, you don't have famous native athletes out in the world to look up to. At least from my experience, I didn't. And really, you know, I think the main point of this song is to argue that this native man, Jim Thorpe, was arguably the greatest athlete of all time. He's a gold medalist, a three-time champion with the Canton Bulldog football team, co-founder of the NFL, first president of the NFL, ran and participated on an all-native NFL football team, the Oorang Indians, and that was the only all-native team to ever exist in the NFL, you know. Played Major League Baseball, played basketball. I mean, a dude was like a ballroom dance champion even. It's like just random. He was just all around skilled with his body, you know what I mean? So that's what this song is about. It's really about making that argument like, all right, so when people talk about Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, why is it that Jim Thorpe's name doesn't get brought up? It's just because people don't know, you know, because he wasn't performing for cameras. He was performing back in the 1910s, early 1900s, so nobody really knew about him. The Red Poet Society Project is a music collaboration between Tall Paul and Tone that calls attention to what it's like and what it has been like for Native people in this country. Like in this particular song, Make America Great. Make America great again, but when was it great? The whole thing was founded on hate. Slavery, rape, genocide. So when it's time to ride, yo, you better ride. Make America great again, but when was it great? The whole thing was founded on hate. Some got a fist in the air, some near for the anthem. The soldiers on the front line needed the anthem. So, so obviously, you know, there's this slogan that Trump put out there. You see it everywhere on these hats and these flags and everything. Make America great again. But as indigenous people, America's never been great to us. 100 million natives was on this land before 1492. You know, America wasn't great for us. You know, we had to be damn near exterminated in order for this country to exist. So well, the idea is just, you know, make America great for the first time. You know, for us, make it great. This is kind of a political song. They should go back home, back to the lands where sun don't shine and cows and swine roam. If they can't honor constitutions that their people wrote, I can't see improvement unless it means them leaving on a boat. Make America great again, but when was it great? The whole thing was founded on hate, slavery, rape, genocide. So when it's time I mean, let's not forget, like, what is it all based on? That's what this was founded on at the end of the day, right? I mean, I'm not saying I really want to live anywhere else. 
because we do have a lot of good things here. The issue that we had was make America great again. Well, well, when was it great though? That's when we have to question it. Now, if you want to make America great, cool, let's all work together and make it great. When you say again, now I got a question. Well, when was it great? You know what I mean? That's the issue we had. Whether it's a political statement or a personal story, all of these artists use their music to showcase their values and their integrity. As listeners, we connect with those messages, with wanting to make change and feel like our voice matters. That TED Talk you did, you talked about the look of success and you walked out with a suit and what people think is successful is this businessman who drives a nice car. And But your whole talk on that was about that you don't have to look that way to be successful. Yeah, I think for me, finding success is about finding yourself and doing whatever it is that your heart tells you to do. And actually accomplishing that is success. It's not really externally, it's internally success. And I don't think we talk about that enough. Success that we have within ourselves and when we accomplish those things, it's amazing what we could do. I know I often write about the dark times in my life. Now it's time for me to ignite this light. Every now and then I reflect upon my past cause everything that happened in my life it had to have. It made me who I am today so now I just laugh. We should all spend more time being happy not sad. At least sell it well for these kids you feeling down. Take time to pick them up and when they on the ground they be looking up to you when you really helping out. A positive influence in their life's what's about. So I'ma keep on You know I've done some amazing things with it's hip hop and I, I mentioned in the TED Talk that I show up to these events wearing a t-shirt and snapback and most people there don't know that I'm the keynote speaker and it's just cool to just to be yourself and still be successful but I think again it's just knowing yourself and not being afraid to succeed in that thing that somebody may have made fun of you for that to me is success and conquering that is success To the ones who be living in the dark When you look up in the skies You don't see them stars All you see is scars Remind you of your broken heart Question marks Cause they always ask you who you are They don't know you go hard They don't know you go far All you need is a spark So I'ma play that part And let you know from the start Mike Jordan and Tall Paul both had powerful stories That centered around identity Overcoming hardships like growing up without a parental figure Struggling with alcohol Or dealing with anxiety led them to become the role models they wanted as kids. They gain insights about themselves, what it means to succeed and motivate others. They take on the role of MC with responsibility to inspire future generations, motivated by those who look up to them. Definition of Resilience is produced by me, your host, Alexis Salee, and associate producer, Jessica Streitfeld. This has been a documentary production from Indigify. Thank you to the communities and indigenous territories that let us film and record on their land. 
Music by Mike Jordan, Tall Paul, and the Red Poet Society. Theme music by Keese IMC. Definition of Resilience is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. The Siri Foundation, Margaret Casey Foundation, Progressive and Social Justice Fund of the Alaska Community Foundation, Atwood Foundation, Cook Inlet Tribal Council, and Alaska Native Tribal Health Consortium. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.